Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. I am live and I'm so excited because today we have a special guest who I actually met through the Tony Robbins UPW event. And Jamie uh, is an example of somebody who is crushing it out there as a health coach. And you might have seen my recent episodes. One was with my client Alana last week about her experience in selling her first high ticket coaching packages and growing her business and creating her stellar offers that are out there in the world now. And Jamie here also has created something that women love. And um, I'm super excited to interview her for you guys today so you can see what her journey was like and some advice she'd give. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do and also maybe where you started to where you are now. Totally. Yeah. So I was a personal trainer in my early 20s, kind of worked my way up at a local studio. I was living in Boston and I realized like there was nowhere else for me to go because I was managing the studio. I was teaching classes. I was training other clients and I always knew that I wanted to have my own business. So I ended up going back to school for my MBA, started working out in Silicon Valley actually for you know a little while. And the job market out there is kind of tumultuous. Like one minute you're laid off, the next minute your company is like going public. Like it's just a lot of ups and downs, right? So in between layoffs, I decided to go back and you know pursue you know my health and, and fitness. Um, career goals. I had been like training clients and, you know, doing things with friends on the side. So I I built the online business kind of in between, you know, job layoffs. And then I got laid off, you know, for a second time. And I told myself, like, I'm not going back to work for anybody else. I really want to go all in on myself. And that was, um, it was like the August, July, August of 2016. And I went all in and, um, my boyfriend, now husband, my boyfriend at the time was not my husband. He actually decided to start a business as well while I did. So we ended up moving back home with my parents in Boston, lived with them for three years. Um, took me about two and a half, three years to have kind of that first coveted, you know, five figure month. Um, but since then, like the rest is history. Like I have a really consistent business, um, multiple, you know, six figure business, really happy clients, a brand that is now 
has a lot of you know recognition um, in the online uh, wellness space. So you know that's that's kind of my story. I'm happy to dive into wherever you know wherever yeah. you want. Well, I love that. And I love that you took a risk and, you know, that even that you shared that it took you a couple of years to get to where you want to be, because really the whole point of this is, I think a lot of times I see coaches like rushing, like, I just, I need it to happen right this second. And not to say that you can, you can definitely speed up your journey by learning from others and, you know, getting structured in your business and keeping yourself accountable and stuff. But at the same time, that's not the point. The point is to get to, you know, do what you love and create a sustainable impact. And however long it takes to get there, I'm sure you weren't like kicking yourself like, oh, it took me three years. I'm sure you were like, wow, I've built my dream business. It's sustainable now. I'm living off of this. And you, you, you've done it. So I, um, I want to just point that out that that took some commitment. And I also want to notice that um, I too, back around like 2017, that's when I, I worked at a startup. So I understand what you say when you said the job market, you know, <laughs> you're one day higher next day. So entire um, company got let go because they had a bunch of delays and all these things. And that's when I went on my own too. Um, and it was one of the best gifts, like actually getting let go was one of the best gifts because it forced me to do my own thing versus, you know, and one of my biggest regrets was when I was in that job, not doing my own thing, like kind of putting it completely on the back burner because I had my business at the time, but I wasn't really working it. So it just um, was one of my regrets because I totally let it go and, and then got back into it after I left. So I love that we share some commonalities in the journey and congratulations to you for your success. And let's talk a little bit about some things you had to learn to be able to build that multiple six-figure business. How did you, let's start first, I'll, I'll go back to that question, but let's start first with how did you decide on a niche that was going to work with you, that you loved? Like, what was that process like for you? Totally. So I always knew that I wanted to help women with like body transformation goals in a way that like wasn't restrictive. I just see, you know, we see it out there. I'm sure your clients and your audience does all the time. Those of us in the fitness industry, we have the knowledge and skill sets to, you know, kind of when something, you know, doesn't feel right and it's being promoted to the masses, we can sniff that out. But a lot of people can't. So I knew that I wanted to really help women achieve a body transformation goal in a sustainable way. But what I actually found is a lot of times I would try to spend so much time like focused on my, my niche that I actually wasn't even giving it time to develop myself. And as I have gone through the days, weeks, months, and years of my business, I've really like honed in on my own niche. Like I've really kind of developed my own niche over, you know, kind of learning like who do I work best with, who works best with me, who gets the best results, who feels really drawn to my message. So it's almost been an evolution. Yeah. So I like that you took some action to learn what your niche was and evolve it over time versus picking something, realized like thinking you have to be married to it, overthinking it, never getting started because you're like, this is. I have to make this right decision. Like it's such a key thing. I see so many people doing that. And I think the best way to really learn is to learn from what your audience needs and wants 
from you and who's naturally coming to you. So that's a really good piece of advice. Now, what about value positioning as a health coach? So you used to do personal training where people have a mindset of, okay, I'll pay you this much. You train me for an hour. I go home and that's it. So how did you start to shift into, I think I've seen that you have like um, different offers and programs and stuff like that. So tell us a little more about that journey. Yeah, totally. And sorry, I don't know if that hammering's <laughs> distracting. Okay. Um, yeah. So I started out just kind of like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. So I started out charging a hundred dollars a month and I found that, you know, clients were getting results, but I felt very drained and they, they, the, the commitment level kind of waxed and waned. And I started looking at like what other, what other coaches were doing that were not in the fitness space. Like I really started looking at like what are business coaches doing and how do they put together packages and how do they, you know, market and sell like to their, you know, ideal clients. And I started to realize that I'm not really selling like an hour of coaching. Like I'm actually selling a transformation. So I really had to speak to that transformation and to that outcome and I actually make it very, very clear in my marketing, in my messaging, even on my, um, you know, strategy sessions with potential clients that like, I don't sell results because that's like a lawyer telling you that they're going to absolutely win the case for you or a doctor telling you they're absolutely going to cure you. Like we sell a transformation, but that means that, you know, you've got to do your part as well. And I think that holding people to, you know, a high standard uh, of, you know, commitment level, whether it be monetarily or, you know, getting their buy-in in another way um, actually does them a really big favor because it causes them to rise as well. So hopefully that answers your question, but that's really how I work through value positioning. I, I had to look outside of the fitness industry because there's a lot of like, Oh, subscribe to this $30 a month thing and, you know, go to, here's the workouts. And I think those programs can be great for certain people. But what I've found is that like to create a lasting body transformation, because I've done that for myself, it wasn't really the workouts and it wasn't really the nutrition. I literally had to become like a, a new person, <laughs> like new habits, new beliefs, new actions. And that's not going to happen from like a 30 dollar a month subscription service. So yes, I love a couple things that you said there. Number one, I love that you didn't compare yourself to people in your industry, because I think a lot of people define or determine what's possible for them just by looking around at what others are doing, which is not true. There's always people within each industry who do something completely different and succeed. And that could be you. So I love that. And I love that you looked at other industries. I really enjoyed doing that too. Like I really enjoy, um, like I was reading a book about business, but it was about a carpenter, like a carpeting business and how locally they just dominated and what they did. And it was so interesting. It wasn't online coaching, but it, a lot of the ideas there, I could be like, wow, nobody's really doing this, or this is such a great idea. And so I want to stress for anybody listening, it is a good idea to look into other industries, compare art or music or other <laughs> things to how, how are people packaging that? How are they doing? How is, how is the songwriter writing the song? Like all these things that just little things you could take and learn and apply to your business in a fun way. Um, and I also want to um, bring attention to that fact that you shifted from 
thinking, yeah, it's a, it's a personal training session to I'm selling a transformation. So tell me a little more about, you know, one of the things I've seen you do is in, in general in marketing, we want to connect the transformation to either something really crazy and amazing improving in their health, something amazing improving in their relationships, or something having to do with wealth, you building wealth, you whatever, you know, creating an ROI. So how have you connected or, or what's like your point A to point B that has resonated with women to allow you to make sales? Totally. Well, my main message is that this is like the last body transformation program you'll ever need. And I believe that with my heart and my soul, because this is the exact framework that I've used to lose the weight and keep it off since I was 18 years old. One of my coaches went through the program, did the same, and my clients do the same too. So that's really the end result that I'm speaking to is like, imagine taking this time now and having it be a permanent transformation and a permanent fix. And with that, of course, like when you feel better in your body, I mean, the name of my program is Dream Body, Dream Life. When you feel better in your body, you're able to show up more powerfully in your life. You're able to create more wealth and abundance. You're able to you know, attract the soulmate relationship that you're looking for. You're able to, you know, kind of do the things that you, that you maybe didn't have the mind space or energy to do because you were so focused on how crappy, you know, you felt or how out of alignment you felt in your body. Yeah, for sure. And I've even seen you tell your own stories, like um, how you've grown your business as a result of not having to be focused so much on your body and your weight and, you know, freeing yourself up to be like, now I can focus on my business or just other things like, you know, you come up on my Facebook feed a lot for some reason, which is good. That means you're doing something right. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> really that my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've seen like little stories here and there and you connect it to. So what? Meaning once you get you once you don't have to worry about this body transformation all the time anymore look at what's possible in your life look at what you can do right so um that's something i want to commend and i want to ask you as well like how did you when you were new and you were overwhelmed and you were like okay i gotta get my message out there and i gotta get clients what were some of the things you did as a client acquisition strategy that worked that didn't work like tell us a little more about your journey there yeah First, I really had to, and this is kind of what we we're talking about earlier. I call this like no plan B energy. Like when I quit my, my, when I got laid off in tech, I was like, I will never go back to work for somebody else. I will figure this out. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what I have to do. I will do anything. Right. So that has to be your foundation because if you try to add strategy, but you don't have that rock solid foundation, you will look at every strategy and be like, that doesn't work. There's evidence that I shouldn't do this. That doesn't work. There's evidence that I shouldn't do this. Right. So, and going back to what you said earlier, just because I think it's so important, like people tend to be in such a rush to get to the end result. But who cares if it takes you a year, two years, or three, as long as you get there? And if you want to be a health coach and you want to be a successful one to really help your clients and a client comes to you and they're like, I need to lose 10 pounds in a week. It's the same energy. You know, you can't really do that unless you know you cut off a limb or something. Right. So it's the same. And we have to like almost release that graspiness of like wanting to force something to work and just be in it for the long game. That's the foundation. 
in terms of strategies and things that I have done over, you know, the years I've done ads, um, which has been a hit, hit or miss experience for me because I find that cold traffic, especially now, cause my program, like my main program starts at an 8k price point. So it's a high level of investment and to nurture a cold, you know, lead up to that level. Um, I haven't cracked that code and it's not one that, you know, I feel called to crack right now, but I have done lead generation with Facebook ads before, and I've gotten, you know, people into my world. Um, I think the best marketing strategy, honestly, is relationships and connections, truly like really looking at like every relationship as uh, an introduction to a whole other world of people. Right. Yeah. And that being said, not going into the relationship, like with the intention of like, Oh, I'm going to sell this person, or this is going to be, a, this needs more like sales from you or whatever, but wanting to just build genuine connections with people, you know, and because people can feel when, you know, things aren't feeling so right. And you might want something from them and it just feels off. But when you make a genuine connection, they, you are going to be the first person they, they think about when they think about body transformation, either for themselves or for somebody that they know. So I think genuine relationship building is something that, you know, Facebook could go away tomorrow. Instagram could go away tomorrow, but you can always build relationships and those will stand the test of anything that happens to any social media algorithm. So that's like the best strategy that I found and the way to get into relationships. It could be you know, paid groups or paid masterminds or free groups, you know, or, you know, making Facebook friends with people and just starting to build a connection in that way. Um, so I honestly feel like that's like my number one, you know, I don't even want to call it a strategy because I'm not, again, I'm not going into it with that yeah. intention, but just be just looking at like, how can I just build a network, you know, of amazing people. I love that. Yes. And I always preach that because I mean, I'm all about the principles because as you said, algorithms can change tomorrow. Social media could go away. Something changes. Something that used to work doesn't work anymore as a tactic. Like, But the principles of meeting people, talking to them, nurturing a relationship, adding value, you know, et cetera, making an offer. Those things don't change. You can do that and you could do it in any environment. And that's really what I try to teach my clients. And I teach them the different ways you can do that. But I think it's really important to just get the core down. And just like you said, you need the core belief first that you're in this for the long game. You're open to it evolving and adapting because it's going to evolve and adapt. Your marketing is going to, you're not going to just set something up and then walk away and it forever be in peace and just, you know, <laughs> be done. Right. So um, I think that you really set the stage there well. And when it comes to relationship building, I think so many people, you nailed it again, when you said, you don't want to go in with like, I need to close a deal with this person right away. Like that's not the right approach. Cause then immediately your body shuts down. You don't want to do that. That feels terrible. Nobody, humans want to belong and connect and you know, be friends with people, not immediately thinking, I want to sell them. Like you're setting yourself up for not wanting to do that. Right. So when you say build relationships, this is a very vague term. It's kind of like the term create value. 
right? And a lot of people are like, well, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. So you said, you know, some ways to meet people are you could do something like Facebook ads just to get in front of people and build, build more, you know, people to talk to, right? But you're also in Facebook groups or you, you are um, connecting with people in paid groups that you're in, networking groups, et cetera. But then take it one step further for us and just maybe give an example of how you start a relationship or what you say or kind of your process there if you're open to it. Um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, totally. And I'm glad you asked for the the actual how to because I feel like, you know, it, that is a vague piece of advice. And when I was first starting, I would really want, want something kind of um, more tangible. So the way that I would approach it is like, let's say that you friend request somebody on Facebook. I personally like and they accept that friend request, I personally would not like send a DM. Like to me, that's kind of the equivalent of like, you're at a bar and then a guy like immediately comes up to you and is like, can I buy you a drink? And you're like, oh, versus like, he's maybe like, oh, hi. And then like, like, you know, just starts a, a nice conversation or just something a little bit less forward. I think um, the kind of Facebook equivalent of like easing into a relationship would be like, like some of their pictures or their content leave genuine comments not just like love this like you know you can say like this spoke to me so much and like I love that you said this thing and you know if the person that your friend requested if their content doesn't resonate then don't leave that comment but if somebody does like start liking their stuff interact with their stories you know like I remember the people that interact like with my stories and leave comments and and you know leave genuine comments and things like that so that's how I would start it and then when you know you feel like maybe that you know you've you've kind of built a connection and there's mutual, there's like reciprocation, then you can always send a message and just be like, Hey, like, I really love your content. I'm really, you know, looking to build some more genuine, like one-to-one -one relationships. If it's, if you're open to it, I would love to have a connection call. If not, I totally understand. Um, either way, like, I love what you're putting out there in the world. I think something like that, which is just, Hey, like if you want to, I love it. It's not a sales conversation. It's just a genuine connection. If that feels good to you, let me know. If not, no worries. I think that's a really just nice way to like, you know, take their relationship to the next level. And then, you know, you have a conversation, you guys continue to keep in touch. Like that's how, you know, relationships get built. I mean, I've met like some of my best friends right now or like people that I've met <laughs> in the online space, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. That's how I think. But I think like if you friend request somebody and two minutes later, you send them a DM, even if it's like asking, even if you send that, that message, it's going to feel like creepy guy at bar. <laughs> but, yeah, you know? totally. Good advice. So I think um, what you said there, like relationships get built somebody has to take the lead a little bit and you don't have to take the lead by immediately being like, oh, you know, we need to work together, but, or get on a connection call right away. Um, but I like the way you said that. And I also think um, when oh, there was something you mentioned, I wanted to point out, shoot. Um, I can't remember now, but I, I think using your best judgment and EQ, <laughs> emotional intelligence and, also not making assumptions about the other person. So in other words, I notice a lot of people being like, 
well, no one would ever want to hear from me. Or like that person already has their life figured out because they do blah, blah, blah. Or like, don't just assume based on what you feel like or what you, what your experience is or, or whatever. I always like to find out. I, I would rather get a yes or no if someone wants to build a connection or relationship than wonder and be like, they probably don't and just like make assumptions. In business, we can't just make assumptions that we think because of how we feel or our own experience because other people have different experiences and, and things like that. And the other thing that I would say is it depends on your communication style too. Like I work with other business owners. So business owners understand that, you know, it's important to connect. We like to expand our network. We like to provide value to each other. Like, so it depends on your niche as well. If you, for me and you, Jamie, we kind of connected right away. Like you were just like, Hey, let's, connect let's maybe do a podcast i was like hell yeah let's connect right like and we had a common ground like we both were at uh upw and stuff so it was like we didn't need to be like hey you know let's have a connect right. like i was like you seem really cool okay let's connect <laughs> like so you gotta use your best judgment and like i personally i usually do send a welcome message when somebody joins my facebook group or follows me on instagram because i'm like hey i acknowledge you're here totally. versus me being like uh, I'll, you know, reach out later. Like, so I'm, I'm very direct and that's my style. <clears throat> I'm not selling them and message one, I'm not trying to get a sale. Like, that's not cool. But, um, I am, you know, I do want to acknowledge that they're there. So it just depends on your style and what, yeah. what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think when someone comes into your world, like it's a little bit different, you know, and I think that, you bring up a really good point. Like when somebody enters your world, it's a little different than like, okay, I'm just going to like, you know, friend request them. And then as soon as they accept, like I'm going to do this and that. Right. So. Right. And you could tell the vibe behind it. Yeah. Like no matter what, it doesn't even matter what you do. If the vibe behind it is really weird and creepy and needy and desperate and graspy, people will sense that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. what has been some of the mindset things? So you already said, you had to be in it for the long run and just establish up front. I don't care. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to figure this out. And you did. Um, what were some of the other mindset things you had to go through in your business on the way to your success? Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of things. And it's an ever evolving journey. Um, you really like can't be afraid of like, quote unquote failure. Like I really don't even think that there is such a thing as failure. It's either like we get what we want or something better, or we learn something. Um, I think that people paralyze themselves because they're so afraid of like, what if it doesn't work? Or what if this happens? Or what if that? So I think that like, just not being able, not being afraid to try new things is really important. I also think that people tend to really, really freak out about like money. And it's understandably so we all have our own like money wounds and things like that. And, you know, when I started my business, like I, went like 30 G's in debt and moved in with my parents and I didn't really start making money, you know, that could sustain me moving out and for a couple of years. And I think sometimes people are so afraid of like the money and the spending and like investing in a coach, like, you know, these things, you've got to be willing to have skin in the game. If you want people to invest in you, you've got to invest like in yourself and I think that just not holding so tightly to like 
the fear of like investing in help, a coach, a mentor, a something to, I think mentorship, like, like what you offer is really the best thing for somebody who's starting versus like a large kind of, you know, just massive, massive, like, you know, group program, those things can be great too. But I think that really kind of, you know, like either small group or kind of one-to-one mentorship is really great. Um, so just don't be afraid of like the money, like money is just, it, it comes and it goes. And you know what, like, it's just, it, if you're afraid to spend money, you're never going to make it. So I, I had to really overcome my own like money fears, especially going into debt, like having, you know, no income. Um, another thing that I had to overcome is just realizing that if you, try to appeal to everybody, you're really going to appeal to nobody. So not being afraid to be really polarizing. I made a um, live stream last year at the end of 2020 about how I made like 400 K and it triggered some people. It triggered some former clients, you know, who knew me when I was first starting out and they're like, you shouldn't be talking about that. And I was like, okay, like I should, but I got a thousand views and so many people were like, thank you for sharing this. I never thought it was possible in the health and fitness space or thank you for sharing. Oh my God, this is amazing. So realize that on your journey, like, I don't want to say like, hate is going to hate, but there will be people that do not like your message. And when you step into a position of leadership and anybody who owns a business is right, you're putting yourself out there you will become a reflection of people's triggers and it is not your job to try to fix them for other people. And it is not your job to take that on. Right. And think that something is wrong. So just realizing that as long as I stay grounded and on my mission, you know, I probably will upset some people and that's okay. I can be okay with that and it might hurt, but I've got a bigger message and I've got people that need to hear this message and they're depending on me to do that. So that was a really big mindset challenge because that's a, that was a really big trigger of mine is like any sort of negativity or negative comments, especially coming from like former clients from like many years ago, you know, and I had to work through that. And I'm, I'm glad that I did because things like that sometimes make people shut down and be like, oh, maybe I should just quiet my voice. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Right. And I was like, no, F that. Like, I'm just going to talk louder because there's these thousand people who are giving me all the love. I'm not going to let the two people who said something, you know, like derail my mission. So. Woo. Thank you. <laughs> a memoir right now. <laughs> this is really good. So first of all, I just want to repeat that how other people respond to is a reflection of their triggers. We are in a personal development space. We're talking about things like money, things like your deep health challenges, things like your, you know, relationships and and things that are not making your life the way you want it to be and how you want to feel in your life. These are hot topics. This is not like a makeup brand or lipstick gloss where you could be like, "Hey, this is the product, enjoy." So people are going to have reactions to that. They are going to have beliefs and reasons why they're not where they want they want to be in those areas. And those are going to come up probably when you're, you know, setting a new example or changing a new paradigm or whatever. And our job as coaches is to hold people accountable to what they say they want to do in their life, what what they who they want to be. And so by I see money not as like, oh, it's so important because it buys things and you get to have, you know, 
go travel, whatever. I see money as like, this is a person, this is a personal way to grow yourself. This is a personal way to like track like your mindset changes and how you've been able to like do something in your life that's created value. Like, I just think it's a great uh, personal development thing, <laughs> not even about the material of money. Right. So um, I think other people don't see it that way. They see money is the root of evil. And when you get a lot of it, you become selfish. And yet I think it amplifies good and people like it amplifies you being able to be generous and do things. So people have these different beliefs they come to the table with. And your job is not to, you know, solve every problem in every video. You just can't do that. You can't please everybody. And and maybe it's not even a thing that needs to be solved. I mean, that's just how they are and, and that's how they want to be. And that's fine. And you have to be okay with being polarizing, as Jamie said. So that's key. And the other thing that I, when you brought up um, how you had to not be afraid of failure, that is so huge because personally, I had a coaching call recently and I was like, the coach repeated back to me. It was like, so you think people shouldn't make mistakes or mess up? And I was like, wait, <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was putting that on myself. So I was like, oh crap. Like I thought I was like, no, no, in my head, I should be perfect. I should never make a mistake. I should never mess up. And because I have, this is a disaster and this is a catastrophe. <laughs> and they were like, so, so wait, so you think like no one should ever make any mistakes? I was like, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> so I caught myself, but you do have to be okay. And it feels bad because it's uncomfortable and it's not what our brain likes to deal with, but we can, and you become stronger and you learn from it. So um, the last thing I want to say to you is I want to ask you about content. So when, um, what's some of your things that do best when you do content? Um, how do you come up with your ideas? Like, tell me a little more about what's your content process. Oh gosh, <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for you. I have tried so many different content strategies, whether it's like planning a month's worth, a week's worth. And I've really found that what works best for me is to be in the moment with, with my inspiration, what comes to me, write the post, design the graphic or find the picture and post it. Like, I can't even tell you anytime I've tried to plan like a month's worth of content, I, it feels super draining for me. And not everybody's like this. Like, you know, I think all of us have our different like work styles and things like that. But for whatever reason, my content tends to perform the best. Like when I literally just get inspired and write it in that moment and post it in that moment. Um, that being said, you know, sometimes I, you know, when I'm lacking inspiration or I don't know what to write about, um, I will like look through like client check-ins and see like, what are clients winning? What are they struggling with? Could that be a piece of content? What if I look through my consultation notes? I'll look back at things that I've written, you know, a couple of years ago. I'll look at some of the like business or money mindset coaches I admire and see what they're writing about and how can I, you know, sort of use topics like that and, and put a, a fitness or wellness spin on it. So I am definitely not the fancy pants girl with her content coded calendar, but hopefully there's another, you know, guy or girl out there who's like, thank you, <laughs> because that's not how they are either. And 
you know, I'm proof, you know, and evidence that you don't need to do that in order to have a successful business. That is exactly what I wanted to point out. You were focusing on your relationships, which I think are much more important anyways, than content. And one of my big things is saying you can be successful because I do, I, you know, don't post all the time either on Instagram stories and all that stuff without having to post on social media all the time. Yes, it helps nurture. Yes, it helps build value. Yes, it could be your main strategy if you wanted it to be, but you don't have to. It's not the first thing I would prioritize, right? right. Um, so I love that you pointed that out. And good for you for just kind of being like, you know what? I feel inspired. I'm going to do this. And here's what my clients need to hear today based on my sessions I've had and, and that kind of thing. Um, so anyways, okay. So Jamie, this has been amazing and fun. Where can everybody connect with you? Yeah. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can find me in my, it's just search my name, Jamie Morocco. And I love to connect with you guys. And thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. And congratulations on all of your success. And I can't wait to see where you continue to take things. Thank you. Likewise. All right. And for everybody listening to the replay, go ahead and go to HaleyRow.com to grab your free niche marketing training and Instagram bio checklist. And I'm going to be sending out a couple more exciting trainings and tips over the next couple of weeks, gearing up for a live event that I'm hosting for free. So you'll definitely want to hear more about that. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRow.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRow.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.